All right, what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Loose Balls podcast. I'm Cole. With me, as always, is Peyton. The trade deadline has passed in the NBA. Free agency is just wrapping up in the NFL. We're going to recap the entire trade deadline from the NBA and what our thoughts are for the rest of the NBA season. Any first thoughts you got before we get going here? Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, it's been... The trade deadline was actually a lot of fun this year. I kind of thought it was going to be pretty quiet, just because COVID year and stuff. I just figured people might kind of wait it out, but there's some teams that made some decent moves, and I think some teams got a lot better, actually, so yeah, it's, uh, was, it's been interesting. I was surprised of how active teams were this deadline, especially teams that were just willing to basically throw everything mm-hmm. away or go all in, or teams mm-hmm. that we didn't expect to... Yeah, there were some moves. kind of some weird moves, and then kind of some weird non moves too. But mm-hmm. a lot of moves. <laughs> yeah, for sure, a lot of activity. That's for sure. Yeah, let's get into it though. The first note that I have is the big, the big one. Kyle Lowry. He was expected to be traded. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he was probably told he was going to be traded. There are multiple offers on the table from Miami offering a Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson type of deal. Mm-hmm. There's a Lakers offer evolving. Evol- Horton Tucker, or not involving Horton Tucker. Yeah, um, I heard that that's what the holdup was, was for the Lakers, they didn't want to give up THT, and for the uh, the Heat, they didn't want to give up Hero. Rightfully so, I wouldn't give up. And that was two. like, those were the two pieces that the Raptors really wanted, so that's why those trades didn't yeah. work out. And Philly was also in on it a little bit, but nothing ever really transpired, so Lowry stays put. As Raptors fans, we have a lot of opinions on that because we both think Lowry, they should have traded him, at least get something for him because clearly they don't anticipate Lowry being in their future plans because he's already 35, 36 years old. Yeah, I mean, I can't see them still holding on to Lowry. Like, I can't see him being Raptor next year regardless. Like, I know I'm seeing some people that are like, oh, this means Lowry's going to sign in Toronto again, but... Apparently he wants 25 plus million, and if you're a team like Toronto who's kind of transitioning, you're not going to pay a 35-year-old point guard $25 million, even if he's Kyle Lowry and he's been there forever. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, First of all, I don't think Kyle Lowry's worth 25 plus million at this no, point I in heard, his career. So. I heard a thing where he said, wherever he got traded, he wants the max one max contract, yeah. and there's no way you're going to no. get a max at that point. You're going to get probably one-year deals the rest of your Career. He might get a decent... I could see him getting like a 20 mil one-year deal from a team that really needs him, but I, I can't imagine him getting like a long-term deal. He's either going to get a few years on shorter money or he'll get a decent amount of money on a one-year deal. Mm-hmm. Well, Toronto made a couple smaller trades. Uh, Matt Thomas went to Utah. <laughs> Matty Ice. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Davis to Sacramento for a second rounder. And then the big one was Norman Powell. Expected to get shipped out of here as well. He went to the Trailblazers mm-hmm. for a decent return. Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. A kind of win for both sides, I see, in this trade. Yeah. I would have liked to have gotten a pick for Norm. I can't lie about that. But, I mean, he was having a really good year. He's going to get paid. So they shipped him out of here, which is kind of what they should have done with Lowry and didn't do. So at least they got something. For somebody, <laughs> yeah, Gary Trent's is still a very young player. He's mm-hmm. a good defender, good three point shooter. Obviously, he's not a Norman Powell, but yeah. 
I like Gary Trent, though. Like, watching him in the bubble last year, he played excellent. He was one of the best players on that team. Mm-hmm. He filled in nicely when there's all those injuries when mm-hmm. Lillard was banged up. CJ was also banged up at the time, playing through everything, but he had a big role. And we got Rodney Hood as well, and not bad. He's just kind of a veteran piece of glue guy, mm-hmm. just kind of filling in that spot. He'll give you good minutes and probably give you like 10 points a night. On yeah, Rodney Hood's a decent minutes. enough player. Yeah. Um, that's about it on the Raptors front. Overall, probably could have been a better deadline. If they probably could have got rid of yeah. Lowry, then that would have been a complete overhaul and saying like, hey, yeah, this season is a wrap. But now it's kind of like, is your season over? Are you guys trying to go for that play-in? Or are you guys kind of content with... Yeah. I don't know what... I don't know what their... I don't know what their future is going to look like next year after it, this deadline. It's, it feels like a bit of an L to me for the Raptors. I don't think they did enough. I don't think that Ujiri coming out and saying, oh, we didn't get a good enough package for Lowry. Like, take the best one available because you don't need him and he's not going to be here come next year. So get something for him. I don't know. You don't even you, you don't even know Ujiri might be back. No, I know. Not That's even true. Be back next year. And I love Masai Ujiri. I don't, I'm, I'm not doubting the things that he does because everywhere he goes, the teams get exponentially better. So I want him to stay around and I just think that he could have done more. I think some of it was, you know, Kyle Lowry's kind of his guy. He didn't want to just ship him out for nothing. Yeah. So I understand that, but yeah. At the end of the day, it's a business, and you're trying to build the best team. So, yeah, I don't know. I just think that they should have done more. Yeah, there's as a fan, you're just not really sure like, what direction they're going, and I'm mm-hmm. not really sure what their goal is this season. Is if they want to be that borderline. 9-10 seed and play for a chance of playoffs or just sit back and be content with the top 10 pick. Yeah, that's I, the thing is you're 11th right now. You're not even in a position to no to be in a play-in. So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Um, another guy that was rumored to be possibly traded was Lonzo Ball. He was he ended, didn't end up being traded, but the Clippers called about Lonzo. Chicago, to my surprise, was also calling, and we'll mm-hmm. get to Chicago a little later, but Lonzo stays put in New Orleans. I don't I don't really see a reason why you would give up too much for Lonzo at this point cuz I feel like the Pelicans probably want a pretty big haul for Lonzo. Yeah, I I think the Pelicans just wanted more than he's worth. I really like I really do like Lonzo. I like the way that he plays. He's an excellent playmaker and an excellent defender. It's just he's not a shooter and teams want a shooter. And you're not going to give up too much to get a guy who can't shoot. I mean, I can't see him being on the Pelicans next year. I think that he'll go sign somewhere else. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think that this was a case of just same with Lowry. Just the team wanted more than teams were willing to pay. Yeah. Uh, I like Lonzo, too. He's got a great IQ for the game. He's a great defensive player for a team that is defensively inept for the Pelicans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like nothing really else to say. I was just kind of surprised hearing his name out there because he's had a decent season yeah. outside of being banged up a couple times. I know he's yeah. a little banged up right now with a hip injury, but I mean, it doesn't really shock me to hear his name just because he was obviously uh, not extended at the beginning of the year. He didn't get that extension on his rookie deal, so. 
it seemed like he was on his way out and he was more than likely going to be traded at some point this year. Yeah. And now they just didn't extend him. They're not getting anything for him. You wonder what the kind of trade package the Pelicans would get from a team like the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Like, what would the Clippers want to give up? Like, I mean, looking at what they did give up to get Rondo, who was probably a package center ground, Lou Williams. I feel like Zubak may have been a part of that. Yeah. So to, probably a bunch of, I don't know, really get a bunch of draft picks from. Yeah. Since they're all they OKC, don't really have much. <laughs> since they're all in Oklahoma City, everyone's but, draft picks are in Oklahoma City. Yeah, but speaking of that Rondo deal. Rondo gets shipped to the Clippers, who they were trying to get in free agency, for Lemon Pepper Lou Williams. And mm. the irony of this trade of Lou to, to, Atlanta. <laughs> to Atlanta. Um, but in a really shocking twist, Lou Williams said he wanted to retire after he got traded mm-hmm. because he just felt like the value wasn't there anymore. And then he said he just found he found some motivation now he's eager to go to Atlanta who is going to be a playoff team yeah it's and his uh his home state of Georgia he obviously likes being there uh, he likes the strip clubs there clearly um <laughs> lemon pepper very uh very hardenesque decision you know <laughs> um so i i mean i think it's a good pickup for i think that's kind of a win-win for both teams cuz the clippers needed a point guard which now you have a very solid point guard in Rondo because they don't they never had a true point guard on that team. Now you do. Yeah, you have Rondo. You got a second coach out there. Yeah. And with Lou, like that's just another shooter added to a team that didn't need that extra point guard because no. you already have Trey Young, Chris Dunn, like you have a solid backcourt in that yeah. place already. So I mean, you right. go out and you get another shooter, a proven one of the best six men of all time. Yeah, you also got Kevin Werder there. You got uh, yeah. Cam Reddish over yeah. there. They're stacked in the backcourt. A lot of guys. DeAndre were... Hunter, arguably kind of a backcourt guy sometimes. Bogdan Bogdanovich. Is Bogdan a... Bogdanovich. A lot of shooters and little defense. That's the mm-hmm. only kind of weird thing about Lou is he's not known for his defense. And a team that's very good defensively in the paint on the perimeter, it's a little bit I mean, suspect. yeah, you got Capella and you got... Okong Wu and you got John Collins, so you're solid defensively in the paint. Speaking of John Collins, his name was kind of out there a little shipped bit, shipped around because yeah. he's on the last year of his contract. He's made it clear he wants to stay in Atlanta, and he's had a very good yeah season. I'm not sure what his numbers were, but he's had a. They were probably just testing the waters a little, seeing if there was anything they liked. But I think Boston, I think they inquired on him quickly. Yeah, but, but Danny Ainge probably said, "Well, I don't want to give up my picks." Yeah, uh, apparently he wanted to for Aaron Gordon though, but mm-hmm. I. And Marcus Smart, but I don't see that being true whatsoever. But speaking of Aaron Gordon, he gets shipped off to Denver. the Denver Nuggets in a decent haul. It was uh, trying to find it here. It was so R.J. Hampton, Gary Harrison, Gary a, Harrison a pick? I think first round pick. Yeah, which is I think this is a win for both teams. Yeah, it's, and I think that Denver gets a lot better with Aaron Gordon on this team. Adds to their depth mm-hmm. for sure, and. They're really six, seven strong yeah. players that you can throw out there now with. You've got Jokic, Murray, Millsap, Michael Porter, Barton, Aaron Gordon, Monte Morris. I'm sure I'm probably missing somebody in there somewhere, but it's not coming to rain right now. Yeah. I mean, you lose Gary Harris out of the rotation, but they're pretty stacked in the backcourt as it is. They don't really need Gary Harris. They needed another big man because... 
Millsap's just not cutting it. And yeah. now you get a guy in Aaron Gordon who he's still only 25 years old. Yeah, he's he's had and a decent year. He's having a he's I've seen a lot about this trade because Aaron Gordon hasn't really gotten better since he turned about 22. His numbers have been very much the same. Um but he's never had a solid system in Orlando. They go through coaches faster than anybody. Yeah. He's been moved all over. He's played the five, he's played the four, he's played the three. He never has a solid role. So it's hard for him to ever get comfortable in that scenario when you're always losing, always switching roles, switching coaches. Mm-hmm. Now it seems like in Denver they're probably going to use him strictly out of the four and the five position as a small ball five and then playing power forward, which I think he's most comfortable playing. And they'll just he'll have less pressure on him too because you already have Jokic, Murray. So I think that he'll flourish in this system. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Millsap too, who starts at that four position. I feel like Millsap would... Yeah, I'm not sure. I think Millsap would go to the bench or they put Porter on the bench and start Gordon at the mm-hmm. three. There's a lot of options that you can have there, but it is a good pickup for Denver, who also picked up Shackton, a full legend, JaVale McGee, <laughs> yeah. for Isaiah Hartenstein, adding to their uh, front court depth. As they already yeah. have it, he's just a guy who can you can throw in for five minutes and he'll yeah. give you a lot of energy as he saw with the Lakers last year. He yeah. was he was a good piece to that championship. From team. everything I've seen with JaVale McGee too, he's an excellent locker room guy to have. Like good for the, the vibe of the team. Oh yeah. So I, I think that's another solid pickup for them. Hartenstein obviously wasn't doing anything. So you get JaVale and you got a guy who can give you five to ten minutes, even more potentially if he's having a good night. Mm-hmm. Give so, you, just give Jokic a little breather. Yeah. Because he is playing at a high MVP caliber well, level mean, right now. You look at Denver and you have the runaway MVP on your team right now. And they're somewhat underperforming for what a lot of people I'd say would expect of Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm any team playing this team in the playoffs, like I do not feel comfortable. No, I'd be nervous just knowing what they did last year to Utah, who's first. Clippers, who are... The Clippers. <laughs> who are the Clippers. They're on a bit of a five-game win streak right yeah. now. And the Lakers even competed with really well. They were... They could have if Anthony Davis didn't hit that buzzer beater. That series could have been very different. Yeah, the series is tied at one. You never know what happens at that point. So Denver gets much better at the deadline, and as we're about to talk about, Orlando has a direction. They are in a full rebuild. <laughs> as the shocker <laughs> of the brigade. the shocker for me, this deadline was trading Vucevic. We heard his name out there. Mm-hmm. They said it would take a substantial a substantial offer to trade for him, and apparently this was substantial. Enough for them. It was Wendell Carter. It was Vucevic and Alfaruk Aminu to Chicago for Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks. Mm-hmm. Which, for Chicago this year, if even if they don't get into the top eight next year, this team has now expectations to yeah. be at least a top eight playoff team and competitive in the yeah. Eastern Conference. They're, that's clearly they're saying our direction is, you know, we signed a very good coach in Billy Donovan. We, you know, are hoping that these guys that we drafted are going to get better. And we're not looking to keep building through the draft anymore. We're looking to build with real solid players. Yeah. We're clearly trying to show Zach Levine that they want to build around him and they want to get this team 
to be a contender in the East. And when you look at some of the teams that are in the mix in the East right now, like the Knicks yeah, and the Hornets, it's the Bulls with Vucevic could easily be as good as any of these teams. Yeah. So I think that they made a good move here. I think that, you know, the Magic did them a favor, said, you know, you're giving us two first-round picks, we'll take that dog water contract from Otto Porter. And, yeah, so the Magic just keep getting more and more assets now. Yeah. And it uh, seems like they're taking a page out of Sam Presti's playbook, take yeah. shitty contracts and picks, and then just rebuild. <laughs> yeah, like... We talked about Orlando earlier this season, even before this season. We said this is kind of the same team. We don't really see them making a run even mm-hmm. into the play. And I think you and I both had them out of the play. Like 11, 10? Yeah. Like, I, I think we both had them 11, like right outside. And they're yeah. doing even worse than that. They're yeah. terrible. So, And Vucevic is having the best year of his career, arguably, yeah, at 30 years had, old. So Yeah, he's had a fantastic year. All-star player. He's, he's averaging 24 and 11 right now, something like that. Yeah. And... Now the Bulls have a legitimate all-star duo yeah. since Levine has had a great year. Um, they're really banking on Patrick Williams as well to develop because they're they're starting him, which means they're really high on this guy, and they think he'll yeah. develop into a great player. And now you just wait on Markkinen and his health. And then Colby White's already shown he could be a big yeah. player in the backcourt. So I mean, if a, that's your starting lineup, right? Kobe White, Zach Levine, Patrick Williams, Markinen, and Vucevic. And I think that's a very solid five. I'm still not sold on Patrick Williams at all, but they're giving him the keys to the kingdom. They're kind of doing what I'd say Tom Thibodeau is doing with RJ Barrett of just saying, like, good games or bad games will give you your minutes and try to just do your thing and get more comfortable and get better. For sure. And then Orlando caps off their fire sale by trading Evan Fournier to the Boston Celtics, yeah. which... Weird trade for the Celtics. Very opinion. weird trade. They need big men, and they're like, another shooter, why not? Yeah, another <laughs> backcourt shooter, which they don't need. And I don't know where does Fournier even fit in here, because he's not going to start. No. He's going to come off the bench, and yeah, it's good to have that extra shooter off the bench, but you also need a big man who need to guard potentially an Embiid in the playoffs. And now... Potentially freaking LaMarcus Aldridge, and we'll talk about that yeah. a little later. Um, well, they also traded away Daniel Tice, right? So For your boy Mo Wagner. Yeah. I And I like Mo Wagner. But yeah, that's not... But Tice is, I'd say, a better defender, and you need defending big men. Yeah. Like, Wagner can fill it up if you give him the opportunity. He's a good guy to have off the bench, but I don't know. The Danny Ainge, once again, makes weird moves. Apparently, he was trying to get a package with Gordon and Fournier, and he was saying, I'm willing to get rid of Marcus Smart in two picks, and I just don't see why Ainge would have pulled the trigger yeah. on that. I'm glad he didn't pull the trigger on that trade. And of also, trade. all the people to trade, Marcus Smart would be one of the last people on yeah. the roster I'd be giving up. You saw their record as soon as you got injured. Yeah. They went downhill, and now they're still trying to claw back from losing Smart midseason. And they're in an eight spot right now on a... Trying to find some consistency because they go from they beat the Bucks and yeah. then they lose to the Canes and then beat a they they can handle a Toronto Raptors team who's competitive and then they lose to the Cavaliers. It's a lot of inconsistency. Their season they have had a weird season. I think this is the worst Boston team like I can remember since I started watching basketball. Yeah, never since Boston yeah. really hasn't been bad since they traded for the big three. 
before that they were terrible, but they haven't really been bad yeah. since then. They had that one kind of half year where they were not doing great under Brad Stevens, and then yeah. they made those trades at the deadline for guys like Evan Turner and Isaiah Thomas, and that's when they started really building that team back up. That's the last time I can remember even Boston was mediocre. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to see that they're kind of bottom feeding in the Eastern Conference right now, and they haven't been able to yeah. find that. I mean, they're just lucky they're in the East because that's the only reason they're staying afloat is the rest <laughs> of the East is terrible. Very true. Um, speaking of the East, Miami had a busy deadline as well. They made a couple moves. They got stretch for Bielitsa from, Sacram- from Sacramento for Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Mm-hmm. Small little trick. <laughs> <Oprah-side. laughs> uh, looks exactly like Oprahside. <laughs> if you don't know who Oprahside is, go search him up on YouTube. He looks like an absolute doppelganger of him. It's crazy. It, it, it is insane how yeah. well similar they look. And then they acquire Victor Oladipo for not much of a haul back for Houston. Avery Bradley, who is a shell of what yeah, he used what, to be. Kelly Olynyk, And then a draft swap. Yeah. So Miami, they kind of, it's kind of a not really high risk, high reward. It just seems like it's a low risk. And yeah. high reward. So well, it sounds like Oladipo wants to sign in Miami. He said when he got traded to Houston, "I want to play in Miami." <laughs> so I think that's the thing is there wasn't much of a market for Oladipo because everybody knows he wants to be in Miami. Yeah, and Houston didn't want to get nothing for him. So at least you get Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and a pick swap, I guess. But yeah, just get odds are that pick swap isn't really going to come to much because the Rockets are probably going to be bad for a while. Yeah, at this point. So, I, I don't know. I guess you got something. Like, Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley are very solid players. But, yeah. I don't know. There clearly wasn't a market for Oladipo, if that's all you're getting for him. Yeah, that's the best offer you'll get. And, obviously, I think this is the backup plan for Miami. Because they they're, they were going really hard for Lowry. Yeah. And they end up with Oladipo as kind of a backup plan. So. I mean... If they could have gotten both even, that would have been really good for that team. Because looking at what they gave up, they probably could have still gotten that. Oh, for sure. So I think I think this trade was probably very similar to what it was being offered to Toronto. But yeah. I think Toronto wanted Duncan Robinson and both Tyler, both those two back in a trade. They were willing to include... Especially Tyler Hero. Apparently, Masai was really high on him. Yeah, they, they, they had Robinson if they wanted Robinson, but they wanted... Hero. Like That's Hins- my Michigan boy. Yeah, they wanted Hero instead, which if he would have pulled it off, like we said, yeah. kudos to Masai. Yeah. He's the Messiah. Yeah. Um, just looking <laughs> at Miami's roster now, what they have, it's this is also a team like I wouldn't really want to play in no. like a first-round matchup if you're one of those top eight teams. They would probably beat Miami, but it would be a grinding series. Yeah. you got Drogic, you've got Hero... Robinson, Butler, Hero, Iguodala, Oladipo, Kendrick Oli, Nunn, yeah, Bam Adebayo. Bam Adebayo. So that's nine. They have very like they're very front court he- or back court heavy as well. But yeah, you can play Duncan at the three. You can play. I mean, Jimmy's always playing the three now. He was a shooting guard for a long time, but with this team, obviously, he can't be anymore. So. Yeah. Like, they're a smaller team, because even Bam, he's a super undersized center. He is. That's, like, that's their one issue, and that is where they got beat last year by the Lakers so heavily, was 
they have no size. Well, cool, and they lost Bama to Bio in the finals for those couple yeah. of games where he wasn't even the same when he came back. So losing him really yeah. hurt because they couldn't find a way to guard both AD and Yeah, that's the one thing here, too, with losing Kelly Olenek is you lose a big man who's like, I grind it out, like, beat you up in the paint kind of big man. Yeah, but, so, but he can also step out and yeah. hit a bunch of threes. Kelly Olenek's a very solid bench player for any roster. So, I mean... That's a tough look, but I think they're just banking on Oladipo being yeah. the Oladipo that when he first came to the Pacers, kind of. Yeah, thing. that first year when they almost beat LeBron, and that. Since then, obviously, series. he's been injury riddled, but yeah. when he plays, he still is very, very good. They just need him to stay healthy. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out and what role Oladipo has on that team. Is he starting? Is he a bench guy? Yeah. We'll see how. Spolstra rally play that out in mm-hmm. Miami. Um, small, some other small trades. Uh, George Hill goes to OKC. It was a three-way trade. Hill was the main guy. Um, that was Philly's backup plan for Lowry, obviously. Yeah. And it's just and a ve- OKC just keeps getting more. <laughs> yeah, it's just a veteran <laughs> guy slipping into a backup role. Yeah. For it's also like an insurance policy too. Yeah. Pending on an injury, you've got. J.J. Redick to Dallas for James Johnson, Wes Uwandu, and a couple second-round picks. <laughs> Again, for me, I'm like, okay. Yeah. I guess Dallas is just going all in on offense. They just don't care about defense anymore. I mean, because they picked up Wes Uwandu and James Johnson specifically so that they could have better defense, and then they trade them away for J.J. Redick, who is not going to play There's a lot of shooting on this team. Like, I think all five starters in this team, outside of Collie Stein, if he's even yeah. there still. Yeah. They can all shoot the basketball really well. Yeah, it's, so. it's a shooter's league. I guess they just said, fuck it, we're going to make our strengths even stronger and try to just mask it, our weaknesses with that. So they're just going to keep getting more shooters. Going all Houston from last year. They're, yeah, they're going to be like the best offensive team and worst defensive team. At least at least it's a... It's an identity. At least it's a <laughs> polar opposite. Full opposite. Yeah. Um, Another couple small trades for the Warriors. They trade Marquise Chris, who had a had a broken leg to the Spurs, who then yeah. gets waived, and then they trade Brad Wanmaker to Charlotte, who it's probably um, that's their oh no Lamelo's hurt. Yeah, they need a point guard. That's their insurance policy. So that's a tough loss for the Charlotte Hornets. By the way, yeah, he was going to be rookie of the year. He still might be if he comes back. I think they said in a few weeks or yeah. a month or so he might come back. Yeah, it's uh, they initially it said he done for season. I think they're hopeful that he could come back, but it's tough. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're still playing well without him. I mean, Terry Rozier is playing unbelievable. So Miles Bridges is playing really well. Gordon Hayward's playing really well. So they're just a solid team right now. It sucks that he's hurt. Um, it looks like Anthony Edwards might come in and just. Steal rookie of the year somehow. Yeah, he's had us. I mean, it's it seems like it's down to him, Halliburton, and quickly if um, if yeah. Lamelo can't come back. So yeah, that'd be big if he can come back. That would just that the NBA would love to have Lamelo back. Yeah, especially they, especially for with Charlotte in the playoffs, they you want Lamelo out there. Speaking yeah. of, do you think do you think there's any chance Lonzo would sign in Charlotte so they could play together? No, because that would be. The weirdest combination. That'd be so sick, though. You, that'd be unreal. <laughs> and then Jello signs too. That'd be unbelievable. All three guys playing under <laughs> Michael Jordan, and then you then you can maybe get that Michael Jordan bar ball one v one. One v one. That we've all been 
Sell that shit on pay-per-view. We've all been hoping for. No, I can't really see that being a fifth, <laughs> though, if we're being honest. It's no, too... I can't either, but... That'd be great for... would just for... be LeVar trying to fulfill the prophecy. That'd be great for television and media. Yeah. If I was a media guy or an NBA guy, I'd be like, oh my god. Yeah. If you want to sell jerseys, like... Oh, Michael, get on the phone. <laughs> call call, call the Pelicans, <laughs> get Lonzo in a package, somehow. Um... Looking at some other trades or some other moves. That's really the last of the big deals or trades at the deadline. A couple of buyouts happened. Gorgie Zhang got bought out. He's with the Spurs. Yeah. Not Aldridge not, replacement. Not a not an earth shattering move. No. Um Marcus Aldridge, it was being reported he was going to Miami, but instead he decides to go to the Justice League and signs with the Avengers. For signs with the Brooklyn Nets and <laughs> yeah, it's not all. It's not like Marcus Aldridge of 2016 or even 2014 when he no, was. No, this is numbers wise, it's his worst season since his rookie year. So it's obviously not the same guy. But still, a guy you, you can put out there, and oh, yeah. it's like a Blake Griffin almost. It's like you know what he can give you they just don't give you that yeah from night in night out well i mean watching blake play in brooklyn it's very clear that he was just done in detroit i mean would you not be done in detroit yeah. if you were there he looks like completely rejuvenated excited to be playing again yeah he dunked he dunked multiple <laughs> twice. times i was like dunked twice yeah. caught so, a lob from Harden. yeah so i mean clearly he's he just didn't want to play in detroit anymore and he looks way better now. So maybe it'll be the same thing with Aldridge, where this will be a bit of a rejuvenation. You're playing, obviously, ring chasing. Yeah. If this team doesn't win at this point, I'd be so shocked. But Yeah, that'd be a big disappointment. They're an all-star team. Like I, They were. If this was a 2015, 2016, Jesus like, Aldridge Christ, is, this team would be unbelievable. Like They're going to have Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge off the bench. They are. That's crazy. <laughs> their lineup is when healthy, because Durant yeah. hamstring is still bad, which I kind of knew it was bad. Mm-hmm. I think they're downplaying it quite a bit. Yeah. It's Kyrie, it's Harden, which I'll talk about, which I'm going to talk about later. Uh, Durant, Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan. Then off the bench, you got Brown Jr., Jeff Green, Jeff Green, he's Blake Griffin, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah, that's nine guys you can just go to. Yeah, and even uh, Shamit, he plays. He's a little there. banged up right now, but you can still throw him in there, and he'll give yeah. you a couple score. Threes. Yeah, give you a couple threes. <laughs> and Tyler Johnson, you could throw in yeah. for minutes filling. So that's a they built a solid team this year, and there's yeah. any definition of going all in for a couple of years, three years, it's. Brooklyn, yeah, and I, they still have a spot open. Who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah. I would say Al Horford, but OKC has decided not to buy him out now, and no. he's just going to sit on the bench for the rest of the year. Yeah, that's interesting. Obviously, yeah. Horford's okay with it. If I, I was, mean, he's getting paid what forty million dollars. I'd be okay with yeah. it. <laughs> just to relax and hang <laughs> to out. be a coach, literally. <laughs> I mean, I think that's something I think Horford would be really good at after his NBA career. Absolutely. Is a coachy. Coaching gig of some sort, even in yeah. like an NBA analyst, I think he'd be really good yeah. at that. No, he said that he's just literally going to coach up these young guys and get his paycheck this year because he knows that this team is just that they're going in a different direction. Obviously, they're not going yeah. in a winning direction. But well, the best, 
the best tanking team I've ever seen. Oh yeah, they're the most competitive <laughs> tanking team. Like you don't you wouldn't even know they were tanking, yeah. and they're still like they're nineteen and. 28. I mean, with SGA hurt now, they're probably going to start losing a lot of games, but they're still competitive. in yeah. some of those games. Which is Moses crazy. Brown had twenty three rebounds and nineteen and one half the other night, and now he got a multi year deal today. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. That was like. Whatever's going on yeah. there, Sam Presti just finding these guys yeah. and putting them in and getting said the best that of them. Moses Brown wakes up and rolls out of bed with eight rebounds. My <laughs> <laughs> mind, I mean, this guy is like they I came out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't like I don't get it with OKC. Some of these players like Lou Dort. No one knew who Lou Dort was. No, <laughs> now everybody knows who Lou Dort is. I think the only guy they ever really struck out on was Hashim to beat. Hashim to beat. Former number two pick. Yeah. Uh, that was the Grizzlies' problem though. They're the ones who picked him. <laughs> yeah, true. Last big signing: Drummond gets bought out, likely going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. I think we've all seen this coming and. The Lakers were so injured riddled right now, missing your top two guys. You throw in Drummond in there. That's just going to help them with paint presence. Oh. And was whenever LeBron 80 are healthy, good luck scoring in the paint. We're getting a rebound Jesus. on this team. Yeah. Drummond is just, I mean, obviously he's just going to go get a shit ton of rebounds. It's kind of just what he does. Mm-hmm. He gets boards. Good for him. Just keep getting boards. Like, it's... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see because he's always kind of been like in Detroit and in Cleveland. He's always been the best player on his team. Now he's arguably like fourth, fifth best player on this Lakers team. Maybe that can give him an opportunity to play a different role and just fit in better. Yeah, he'll be a good fit with the Lakers. Just given AD even when come playoff time, just a break from getting bored. Strum's the guy who's just going to average 15 rebounds, which he is mm-hmm. this season. But yeah, that wraps up the deadline and bio discussion. Just some other NBA news or other topics that I had here. Um, Sixers still waiting on Joel Embiid. He's been cleared to just do a bunch some shoot arounds, yeah. but nothing with contact. There's no timeline yet for him. They've been holding packed without him, which has been impressive. I think they're six and two yeah. without him right now. Tobias Harris is playing really well. He's playing up to his contract finally. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons is holding it down too. Yeah. Shake Milton, shout out to him yeah. off the bench. He's been lights out. Danny Green's also been shooting lights out as well. It's been good to see. Um, the top three in the East is pretty much set. It's just a matter of who finishes yeah. where. But when you're talking from three to ten, there is a lot of games and a lot of time left. If you're looking right now, it's the Horn, it's the Knicks that are fourth. Shock, shocker. What the fuck yeah. are the Knicks doing in fourth place, let alone in a playoff spot? Yeah, Thibodeau's got the secret sauce apparently. Yeah, uh, you got the Hornets in fifth, Atlanta rejuvenated Atlanta in, in sixth place. Um, you've got Boston in seven, Miami, Miami in eight, who have lost six in a row after winning eleven of twelve. So, been a very up and down year to say the least for Miami. Started out really cold, got hot, now they're six games down. Um, Pacers, been, who have been very <laughs> a little all over the place. Yeah, and then Chicago, obviously, yeah, in tenth, and then Raptors are. Just behind them. Yeah, not too far. I think a game and a half or two and a half games or something like that. Yeah, so a lot of questions there still. 
I'm not going to sit here and make a prediction of what's going to happen, but I'm going to say that Boston and Miami need to finish fourth or fifth place. Yeah, they can't play like a Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Philly in the first round and expect to get out. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah, and just for even if they did somehow get out, the next round they're going to be exhausted. Yeah, they're going to be against another one of those teams. (laughs) You need to, like, if you. If you end up playing Miami in the playoffs, yeah, that'll be a tough series. But I'd rather play Miami than yeah. Brooklyn, Philly, or Brooklyn, Philly, or Milwaukee. And Milwaukee's is Milwaukee's. You also got to potentially play one to two extra games at the start just to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Like they need to, they need to pick it up. Boston's had just such a weird season. Yeah, they've. And I mean, Miami has too. They had COVID issues, and then they got really hot, and now all of a sudden they can't win again. It's yeah. been a weird season for both of these teams. It's been a weird season in general. Just seeing the Knicks and the Hornets up <laughs> there. Five. I mean, what the a banger series. <laughs> Four or five Knicks Hornets. You said this earlier. Imagine, oh, you've got the Celtics and Nets round one. Yeah. You've got the Sixers and, and the Heat, and like the Bucks and the. And Hawks. Which would be good. And then, oh, you got the Knicks and Hornets. <laughs> the Knicks Hornets. The absolute banger. The main event, Knicks Hornets. <laughs> the main event. Uh, then looking out west, Utah's won five straight. So they're debunking my uh, theory of their, <laughs> they their, it back up. they're slowing down. They picked it back up. Um, Suns are staying consistent. As usual, they're still number they're two. Solid. Clippers have won five straight. Um, Lakers, we've mentioned them. They... I would not be shocked if they fell to as far as a six seed. Yeah. Because AD is still, still two weeks away, at least minimum. Like, got to be what? Still like four weeks away. Yeah. High ankle sprain. is. They said four to six yeah. when he got hurt, so he's probably at least a month away yeah. still. They're going to play cautious with And they're just going to keep losing. I think the far, far they can fall is six, because after that it's Dallas-San Antonio. But I don't see Dallas making a big win streak coming up because... Porzingis and Doncic have been sitting out the last couple of games. Yeah. Doncic has been sick, but Porzingis has obviously got his lower body issues. Um and then, and then the Spurs, it's I'm just waiting for them to, to start stop winning games. They have nobody. I don't know how they're winning still. I don't get it. But yeah, I could see the Lakers falling to as far as six, which yeah. it'll be interesting because everyone says what's different from them. Being potentially a two or three seed than a six seed, well, it's a lot different. Yeah, the teams you have to play. You might have to play the Clippers round the one. first round. And I mean, Clippers, Suns, Jazz, any of those teams, if you have to play them in the first round, that's tough on your team regardless. Yeah. Having to play a team that good right out of the gate. Yeah, that wears down on you, and you're asking a lot from your superstars who got, I'm not going to say lucky last year, but getting four months off to rest and then coming back in that bubble and then having the legs and the body to get through to the NBA Finals. Because you can see by the end of that Finals series that AD was starting to wear down. Yeah, He was starting to fight through some injuries, and that's my biggest fear for the Lakers is that it's already happened, but who knows because AD's injury is so weird because it just reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant. Like they, I just get a lot of memories of it's so similar. It's just like watching. I'm in pictures of Durant in the NBA Finals. Everyone, he's warming up, and then all of a sudden, 20 minutes later, he tears his he tears his Achilles, and yeah. AD is kind of the 
similar kind of situation. They say it's a calf strain, but I think it's or calf strain slash Achilles tendonitis, mm-hmm. but that's a danger you cannot play with at all. But um, anything else you got? Mm, not that I can think of at the moment. I will say Zion's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. thirty still suck. 39 and 10, then 38 and 6, and they still can't win. Yeah. So I feel like Zion's not going to be in New Orleans for a lot longer. I would pass his contract if this keeps up. I mean, it's only his second year. Realistically, he can't go anywhere for six if they don't want him to. Yeah, but so. he could still say, I want out of here. I guess he could. Because this team is not really built right now to make a run. It's it's kind of a clusterfuck, if we're being completely honest. Oh, yeah. It's it's a bit of a mess. Um, I did some power rankings really quickly. Um, here are my top ten. Because we haven't really done one in a while. No, I guess, good idea. Touch base. <laughs> honorable mentions, I have Celtics, Hornets, and Hawks. Celtics have been way too inconsistent. Yeah. Hawks have been very inconsistent too, but they picked it up recently, so I got to give them the shadow. And then Charlotte's been borderline 500 or just above 500 all year. Yeah. Even I could give a shout out to the Knicks as well because they've been right at this level all year as well. Yeah. They're just not at the level of these 10 teams that I have. Uh, 10, I have Dallas. When fully healthy, obviously, they're going to give any of those top teams in the West a competitive series. Mm-hmm. But you need Doncic to win up 30-plus a night with 10 assists and 10 rebounds. You need Porzingis adding bubble numbers because he yeah. averaged, I think, 30 in the bubble last year. But their team you can't ignore. Slow start. They're picking it up. Nine, I have Portland. They're finally, finally getting healthy. Nurkic is back. McCollum is back. Lillard is healthy as far as we know. Yeah, and they're playing much better, a little more consistency there because they're another team again. Like they would beat a really good team, and then they would lose to a Philly team who had another starters. So it's just it's been a weird year. Adding Powell is obviously a great addition for yeah. that backcourt, and you can even play him at the three. Yeah, as a Raptors fan, I'd say that, that Powell trade is a good one for them. He's just a solid all around player. Playoff Powell too. Playoff pal, baby. <laughs> Eight, I have Denver because Jokic is just at an MVP level. He's number one in MVP. Like, yeah, Embiid has been playing great, but he's been injured. LeBron, yeah, but he's also injured. Outside of that, yeah, you could easily say, yeah, Giannis is MVP or James Harden is MVP. And I will even say that Harden is right now making a big case for MVP. Yeah. He has been carrying that Brooklyn team with Katie and Kyrie. Out of the lineup, but Denver's at eight. They added to their team at the deadline. They're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Seven out of LA, just because they're so injured right now. Which LA? Lakers. Okay. (laughs) Lakers. Very banged up, but not taking away from their talent when they're healthy. Because when they're healthy, they're obviously a top five team, Mm -hmm. top three team. Six, I have Phoenix. They've been... The definition of consistency since right before the All-Star break. They have maintained their high level of play. They have depth everywhere. They stood packed at the deadline, didn't make any moves. Monty has done a fantastic job with this team. And I love Monty Williams. He is arguably 
up there for coach of the year. I'd say he's oh, yeah. second right now in coach of the year behind Quinn Snyder from Utah. Mm-hmm. Five, I have the Clippers. Might seem a little high, but they've won five in a row. Kawhi PG, I've still playing at a very high level. Um, it just feel like they're missing something, though. There's something from last year that isn't there this year. I don't know what it is. I just don't get that same vibe yeah. from last year. I don't, know, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I don't get that vibe this year. Yeah, yeah. Something seems to be off there. I, maybe the Rondo pickup and them having an actual point guard will help them. But something definitely seems a little bit off for that team. Yeah. Uh, four, I have Milwaukee. And since Drew Holiday came back, he, the Bucks in general have been playing much, much better. Giannis is playing at a very high level. Yeah. He is... like every like You mentioned, I think, last podcast, every time he doesn't score over 30 points they're they've got a very good record but anytime he does score 30 they lose a bunch of games mm-hmm. so obviously the key of this team is the balance yeah with for Giannis and obviously Giannis is going to have his big games but having that balance is even more important and with Drew with Middleton with Lopez with DiVincenzo and adding PJ Tucker I'll add is a big pickup as well and I'll also yeah. say Miami got Trevor Reza I totally forgot about that that would, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a decent pickup because that's kind of an Andre Iguodala type of player, who's a three and D guy who hit the three. And he's I don't think he stepped on the court for the. I, this year. I think he has. He, I think he has played a little bit for Miami already. Yeah, but but I, I mean in OKC, like I, I don't think he ever set foot on the court. No, for he didn't at yeah. all. But Bucks adding PJ Tucker, that's a, another piece they can have off the mm-hmm. bench who just sit in the corner and hit threes and give you a bunch of rebounds. Three, I have Utah. I've been hesitant to lift Utah up to that next level. I love Donovan Mitchell. That's the one thing I like about Utah. Yeah. I guess Quinn Snyder I like about I like about Utah too. Everyone else, it's eh. like credit to them. They've had an unbelievable season. But I think Philly at number two is better than them because Embiid went healthy torches that team Simmons has been a first team all NBA defender Harris is playing unbelievable recently in NBA's absence having to step up as a number two guy and he's playing like there's no pressure on him mm-hmm. right now and in a town where there's a lot of pressure from the media and the fans he is playing incredible yeah and number one Brooklyn they've got shocking yeah they've got seven solid guys you can throw on the court, and an they'll probably game. score 120 points with their eyes closed. And I cannot argue that they are the favorites, and they should be. I just, I can't imagine what this team's going to be like when Durant gets back. Yeah, like this, there's no excuse for this Brooklyn team to lose this year. And mm-hmm. I'm going to say this: if LeBron somehow, some way, wins, beats the Brooklyn Nets. But not the champion. But let's say LeBron wins the championship. It's not against the Nets. My my uh, goal conversation doesn't change. If LeBron beats Brooklyn in the finals, he is the greatest basketball player of all time. That is what I'll say. Because LeBron will have beaten not one, but two 
unbelievable basketball teams. Mm-hmm. The 73 win Warriors and this Brooklyn Nets team. Yeah. I mean, I have to see how that series would play out because I could easily see it coming off the shoulders of Anthony Davis mm-hmm. if they were to pull it off because, again, like just that big man. Like I get they have Blake and Aldridge and stuff now, but Anthony Davis is still so much better than them. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, if they beat this team, that's ridiculous. Like, I don't know how anybody is going to beat this team in a seven-game series. I just, like, I'd have to put LeBron at number one. I don't, I, I don't know how much more I could argue for Jordan as much as I didn't get to grow up and watch Michael Jordan. You didn't, but we've all seen his highlights and the documentaries and how incredible he is, but... Watching LeBron the last few years, it's like, good lord, this guy is unbelievable. And if he goes in and wins this title after a year before where they won in a bubble during a pandemic, yeah, I have to put him number one and probably get a lot of shit for that, but that's just how I, that's just how I feel about it. And I know Jordan is going to be very happy, very, very happy to hear about that but that's just my opinion but i don't know i can't speak on it yet because there's just so much up in the air right now with injuries and yeah like mostly with injuries injuries are just crazy right now so yeah like if they go into that series and brooklyn's fully healthy with everyone i would say lebron's a goat if there's a situation where durant is out and durant and carrier are out then i would kind of be like "Eh." yeah but that's just a lot of we're I'm spec- it's a lot of speculation. I'm speculating yeah. about it because I'm anticipating. It. We were, yeah. we predicted an LA Brooklyn final. We yeah. just didn't think it would be this Brooklyn team. Yeah. If you were to yeah. tell me Harden was on this team during the finals, we would have been like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But if you were to tell me Aldridge Griffin would be on this team as well, we'd have been like, you have no fucking chance. <laughs> yeah. But it's crazy. It's insane. But yeah, that's our NBA talk for the week. Um, you to do my power rankings. Are you got your power rankings ready to go? <laughs> yeah. Let's do it. So I have literally the exact same 10 teams, but in a different order. But yeah. same 10 teams. Diff- way different order or similar? Not super different, like pretty similar. Uh, I have a couple teams like flip-flopping. Okay. I'm a little lower on the bucks than you are, I will say that. Oh, interesting. Um, but the first two start exactly the same. 10, I have the Mavericks. I think that they're on the cusp of something special with that team, but they just can't fully figure it out whether it's injuries or they're missing something yeah there's just something that isn't quite there yet with that team we, um yeah but they're still is. very good i don't know what they're missing either yeah. maybe they're just one more player for donchage yeah but yeah they're missing something i agree and then nine i have the trailblazers as well they're finally getting healthy they made a move at the deadline for norm they i mean you can never count them out of any game with damian lillard healthy so mm-hmm. Dame time is yeah. Dame it's time something is, else. Yeah, it's insane. Um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> um, eight. I actually have the Lakers just right now. Yeah, because they're so beat up and they aren't going to win a lot of games for the next stretch until those guys are healthy. I get that. So I just have them low for the moment because you know, fully healthy, I'd probably have them too. But <laughs> they just keep losing games yeah. because missing top two, top five players. In the yeah, world will so do it's. That too. It, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, and then seven, I have the Bucks. I understand that they're better with Drew. I, I understand everything, but 
my brain cannot get over the fact that I'm like, this team is going to lose the exact same way that they always do in the playoffs. And it's just going to be shut down Giannis, make it, put that wall up in the paint, and they are not going to be able to do anything. Well, like, gonna... I just, I cannot see it going any other way. Hopefully Giannis proves me wrong because I do really like Giannis, but I just, that's all I can see. Guys, other guys gonna have to hit shots yeah. if that's the case, and if they can't hit shots, then like and maybe Drew is that X factor in the playoffs. I don't know, but he's that defender you can put on some yeah. on your backcourt's best player. And now they picked up uh, PJ Tucker. It looks like they're gonna get Austin Rivers tonight. So yeah, just more depth. Yeah, for... so they're just adding to their depth. But I mean, I just it's all I can see is they're gonna lose in the second round because. Philly yeah. or Brooklyn are just going to shut them down com- completely yeah. with that system that works. Yeah. That Nick Nurse system that everybody uses now. Yeah, it's a copycat league. Yeah. So th- that's just the only reason that I'm really low on the Bucks right now is I just can't see a way that they can genuinely win games in the playoffs. Gotcha. Um, six, I have the Nuggets. I think that they got a lot better with this Aaron Gordon trade. And I'm banking on the fact that they're going to be very good. And then they have... This year, the best player in the league. I mean, Embiid as well, but Embiid as well, obviously, was MVP, but with him being hurt now, Jokic is just absolute runaway MVP. Harden is kind of on his heels. It's just hard because he had such a weird start to the season, and Jokic has been so consistent all year. He's averaging like 22, 12, and 8 or something. 25, 12, and yeah. 8, something like that. I think it's this, ridiculous. I think this is the first year where the MVP is like, we're not actually sure who's going to win it. Like, yeah. the last years, like, we've kind of known, like, it's a two person race. Right yeah. now, it's like a five person race. Yeah. And Jokic has been very under the radar. He doesn't really get talked about much because he's in Denver. It's not a mm-hmm. it's not a big media city. They're yeah, not no, on TV absolutely all the time. Not. And it's also Jokic. He doesn't even look like a basketball player. He looks like a guy they just grabbed off the street and were like, hey, can you play? And then he comes out and puts up 25, 12, and 8. Well, I think the big quote from, I think it was Popovich, I think it was last year, two years ago, was like he was a reincarnation of Larry Bird. And I yeah. think that says a lot about his talent. Yeah. And I can definitely see a little bit of Larry Bird in he just Jokic. he looks so casual out there. He'll do like a little step back, throw up this huge high arcing floater, and just absolutely cash it. And I'm like, he doesn't even look like he's trying out there, and he's putting up ridiculous numbers. Like, oh, I agree with Denver. You have them at six because they could easily get top five. Teams. Yeah, they have so much, so much talent. And shout out to Malone too. He's a great coach yeah, for that he's team. He's an excellent coach. Um, and then five, I have the Clippers. Again, like you said. Might be a little too high, but they're still the Clippers. They still have so much talent. Now they picked up Rondo. They've won, what, five, six in a row now? Yeah. So maybe they're figuring it out now, and maybe they're going to do something in the playoffs that I'm not quite expecting. I I mean, at the start of the year, I predicted they would be, I'm pretty sure, in the conference finals. No, I think I had them losing to the Lakers in the second round and I had Dallas in the conference finals. But either way, like I couldn't see anyone who wasn't the Lakers beating the Clippers in the playoffs. Yeah. Um now it seems like the Suns, the Nuggets, like there are some teams that could potentially knock them out. Um it would take a Which lot. last year I wouldn't have ever expected. Like going into that Denver series, I was like, there's no way they lose this. Um But yeah, like you said, it just seems like there might be something missing that they 
just need to figure out, I guess. And Kawhi even said recently that the lack of, before this winning streak, he said the lack of consistency is very concerning. And when a guy like Kawhi comes out and says that, everybody yeah. everybody's ears, everybody yeah. listens a little, you hear that. More, yeah. little more closely. So I think the boy, I think that message got through, and now they're finding a little more consistency. Yeah. In the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, four, I have the Suns. I just. They've been so consistent all year. They started a little slow, but you know, you're know you adding a new big piece in Chris Paul. It's going to take a couple games to figure it out. And since they started, the, I think they were like 10-8. and eight. Since then, they've just taken off, and they've been super consistent, playing well all the time. Booker and Chris Paul are a great backcourt duo. Yeah. I mean, they're just solid everywhere. They're a great team. They have one of the best coaches in the league. It just it kind of came out of nowhere. They were such a mess of an organization for so long, and now they look like a solid, stable organization out yeah, of nowhere. They do. You would have never thought five years ago or even two years ago yeah. they were a garbage organization. Yeah. I mean, yeah, last year you saw them go eight zero in the bubble, and it was like, oh, maybe even maybe bef- they have something. Even here. before that, they were a garbage yeah. team that season. Well, I mean, they went eight zero in the bubble, and they still didn't make the playoffs. Know, like, like that says a lot about what yeah. they were. They were at before. yeah last year so it's crazy how like you said they've the turned turnaround so quick i mean it's chris paul chris paul wins he just wins bit basketball games that's yeah, what he does. he does he did it in okc last year he did it in new orleans he did it with the clippers he's doing it in phoenix he just wins yeah he's he's got to be like at this point how underrated is chris paul you know for all he's done in his career absolutely he won in houston if he didn't get hurt they might have beat that golden state team they may have been champs that year you never know yeah yeah it's crazy uh, three, I have the 76ers. I think the only reason I have them three instead of two is because no Embiid right now. Just can't fully trust it until I know Embiid is healthy and back because if they don't have Embiid in the playoffs, they're not winning. It's no, just that simple. Obviously. either one of If they don't have either one of Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, they're not yeah. going to win. Yeah. So they're still obviously playing well without him, but playoffs is different. They need Embiid back, and they need him not just back, but they need him healthy. Yeah, So. Sure. I think that they're a great team that, again, like I said last week, has a potential to fill the the prophecy of the process. So, yep. I mean, I, I just it's exciting to watch the Sixers finally be like really, really exciting and good. Like they've yeah. been consistently good, but not where we thought they'd be. I remember saying, "Oh, the Sixers team's going to be in the finals multiple times, and they have too much talent to not be." And they've just never really gotten to where we thought they were going to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, two, I have the Jazz because they just keep winning games. I don't know what to say. Like, they every time we think that they're gonna slow down, they go on another win streak, and I don't know how. I, I really don't understand how. Just, but they just keep winning games. They're balanced. Yeah, they've got scoring. They've got defense. Defense. They've just got a little bit. They're of They're well coached. They don't turn the ball over. Like they they just do everything yeah. well. They've got depth. That's, they don't have a weakness, I think, is what it is. They just do everything well. Yeah, they don't have like a big strength. Like they're not gonna. But they don't have a glaring you. weakness. Yeah, that's just that's definition of consistency yeah. right there. And I don't know what the recipe is for winning in the playoffs. If that just straight consistency will really work come playoff time, but right now they're the one seed and they're consistently winning basketball games. So yeah. can't argue that. It's hard to say. Yeah. And then one is obviously the. All Star Team in Brooklyn, the Justice, so, the Justice League. Yeah, they. Uh, I, I don't really need to say much about Brooklyn. Everybody knows what happened this week with them getting Griffin and Aldridge, and mm-hmm. st- they still have one spot available on the roster. I don't know if they'll use it or if they'll just chill with where they are, but 
they obviously just picked up another player. So I mean, <laughs> they're so stacked. Like he, like we said, you know, they're if anybody beats them, it's going to be shocking. Our picks at the start of the year looking great, saying Brooklyn was going to win it all. Very nice. Even though we said they shouldn't trade for Harden, at this point they've made enough moves that they somehow got Harden and are still deep. Yeah, and they so, still have, they have depth. Yeah, it's uh, it may not be the young depth, but it's it's depth. It's veteran presence. Yeah. So so yeah, that's it. The Nets are right. the best team. Yeah. It's ten through two are all kind of interchangeable, and then the Nets. Yeah, that now that recaps your NBA talk. I will say March Madness has been fucking yeah insane this year. Michigan blitzed Florida State today, and I am rock hard about it. Don't get me started about Alvin Christian with my boy in <laughs> Texas. That was a weird ass game, but or Roberts, man, they, yeah, they're that close to the lead. Also, eight. watching Ohio State lose to a 15 seed <laughs> made me so happy. I hate Ohio State. Man. I hate them so much. But also, fuck the people who were giving death threats to the players on Ohio State because they lost to Oral Roberts. Like, get a fucking life. Yeah, that's that's typical social media these days. It's ridiculous. It's a lot of overreactions, but it's been a great tournament. The only one glaring scary part was the VCU having yeah. to lose by default. They lost one nothing to Oregon. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little scary just because, like, how like how does this get into our bubble and is it going to spread? And obviously it has not spread, which is yeah, no, they, really good to see. They just eliminated them immediately. But you feel... Somehow Oregon is still in. They beat Iowa, so... Yeah. Do you feel for that VCU team, though? Yeah. Having that opportunity to be there, especially for some seniors, and then that's how they have to go out. So. Yeah, that's the thing, especially, right, is for the seniors who don't even get that chance. Yeah. That's... That's sucks. Yeah. So. I understand it because you don't want to shut the whole tournament down, but at, it, it just sucks. At this point, though, I it's just hard to argue that Gonzaga is the clear favorite to yeah. win this whole thing. They're 29-0 now. They just walked on Creighton. It was not, not close. close from no, the start. It wasn't even close. So, I think I mean, Baylor's the only team that has a legitimate shot, yeah. and I don't even give them a good shot yeah. to beat Gonzaga. And now you've got... Gonzaga, they're going to be going up against either USC or Oregon, depending on who wins tonight. They're not going to be. Yeah. Neither of those teams can beat. Two Pac-12 teams. Yeah. And I think I give Oregon a better shot, but, I mean, a better shot is not really a great shot. Yeah, no, but it's still not going to be close. Yeah. They were 13.5 points favorites against Creighton, who was a higher seed than either of these teams. That's, so. that's just insane. Yeah. Um, let's talk quickly about NFL. There hasn't been much happening since... Not a whole lot, no. No. I was mentioning a few signings here. Uh, Deshaun Jackson went to the Rams on a one-year deal. Yeah. Just gives Stafford another deep threat. Like, another good, guy I mean, to throw to. Yeah. Um, if he can stay healthy. Yeah. Because he cannot... Deshaun hasn't been able to stay healthy for no. a very long time. Fournette signs in Tampa a one-year deal, which means Tampa's the first Super Bowl team to return all 22 starters. Yeah. What does that mean? Means will probably be decent next year. Does it mean they're going to win? No. Yeah. But. I mean, it means that Tom Brady is what it means. You know, like the guy took another pay cut so that they could bring back the same team. And that's exactly what they're doing. The only guy they haven't really brought back is Antonio Brown. But Russell Wilson is leading Seattle. Sign Antonio Brown. And Pete Carroll's probably like, good lord, I don't want this guy on my team. (laughs) Antonio Clown. Antonio Clown. You know him. You probably don't love him. Um, big signing though, right after our last podcast was Kenny Galladay. I mentioned there's a rumor about him. 
it was the Giants. That was rumored, but I just named the wrong team. I think yeah. it's Chicago for some reason. But he signs a four-year, $72 million deal. Yeah. And I'm sure you listen to Colin Cowherd, and I'm sure you feel agree with him. This is a shot at Daniel Jones. Like, this is your chance. You've yeah. got so much talent around you now. Yeah. They you picked up to- Kenny Galladay. They picked up Kyle Rudolph. Saquon's going to be healthy. It's like... John Ross is a... Sp- John Ross is just an over-the-top threat. Like, and you also got- he's had some issues with dropping the ball, but he's... Fast. Yeah, you also have, still have Ingram, who has had drop problems too. But you also have Strand Shepard and Darius Slayton. That's a yeah. stacked offense right there. So yeah, they are. This offense is unreal now. I mean, I don't know how much their defense has improved, but you're in the NFC East. You can win a lot of games in the NFC East, and yeah, if Daniel Jones doesn't perform this year, it, it's his last year. Yeah, I think like 100%. this is his chance now. Hundred percent, like. Any quarterback would love to have a situation that Daniel Jones is in right now. and we'll He just s- needs to not fumble the ball. Like, yeah. that's his big issue. If he can figure out how to hold on to the ball, he'll be good. Yeah. Well, that old line needs to give him a little more protection. Yeah. And we'll see if they can be able to do that. Uh, T.Y. Hill, and I don't think we mentioned this last time, he signs a one-year deal back in yeah. Indianapolis Indy. for $10 million. Um, I mean, that's just another piece for Wentz to throw to you now. So, I mean. Yeah. Wentz is probably so, I can't imagine how happy he is. Especially he just looking at his offensive line, he's probably like, Wow, I have time to throw the football. I can actually yeah, I, can <laughs> I don't have to roll out immediately. Snap the ball, you don't have four guys in your face yeah. right away. Uh Kyle Fuller signs in Denver on one a one year deal. That yeah. defense is Denver's defense is so good. You've got uh, Their offense is so bad. You got Vaughn Miller, uh Chubb, Justin Simmons, Ronald Darby. Um, yeah. Shelby Harris is there too, and this team has a lot of potential. But the one thing that we've said for Drew Lock sucks. Get rid of him. He's terrible. <laughs> you still have good. I mean, they lost Philip Lindsay, but I think they still have Gordon. Yeah, which is totally fine. You can just go they have out Jerry and, Judy. Running backs are weird, though. They have no Fant. Yeah, they do. It's like they have a lot. Yeah. They should be actually pretty decent this year in a tough division, though. They have Sutton, too. True. He was injured last year, so that's a lot of potential right there. That was a team that everyone thought they'd take a big step last year, but now maybe... They had, I mean, they had so many injury issues last year. Maybe this is the year. And COVID thing. issues, obviously. They had a yeah. practice squad receiver play quarterback one game. Yeah, never forget that. <laughs> I think that was the epitome of... Of the COVID season. Of the COVID season, for sure. Having having the NFL say, oh, you got... Um, All your quarterbacks are gone? Well, you're still going to have to play. <laughs> and then Lamar Jackson gets cold. They're like, no, we'll just wait another yeah. week or so and let him play. But no, Denver, you have to play. you got to play with no quarterback. So, um, Sammy Watkins goes to Baltimore on a one-year deal. Yeah, Still, this is not the number one receiver I was talking about Baltimore needing, but I mean, it's, it's a, re- a receiver. It's a receiver. Uh, Des- He's the number one in Buffalo back in the yeah. day. <laughs> uh, Desmond came to Houston on a one-year deal. I mean, who cares about Houston? Yeah. Do we even want to mention the Deshaun Watson situation? Because that is... Uh, I, I, it's still so up in the air. I think we should just probably steer clear of it I'll just say now. that there's been like 16 allegations. Yeah. And the... Lawyers come out and said some things. Watson hasn't hasn't really said anything, yeah. so it's a weird situation. Well, we just hope for everyone that it works out because yeah. for Watson, this would be a career ruiner. Yeah, if everything is Buzz being said is true. That's but. I'll just say like if it is true, 
I feel terrible for the victims. Mm-hmm. If it's not true, I feel terrible for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And I just hope that it all works out yeah, okay. For end. both sides. Yeah. But it's it's a weird situation. It's still so early and there's it's it's just really crazy right now. Um back to the last few free agents though. Malcolm Butler signs in Arizona, back in the place where he made the play that made him relevant in yeah. the NFL. Um Arizona's had a very weird free agency. Yeah. They're always that team that they've always been kind of labeled as the team. It's the retirement home for all the for all the older guys. So you've got JJ yeah, Watt. JJ Watt, Malcolm Butler. AJ Green. AJ Green. Like yeah, they're, they're literally um, Prater. Just yeah, Prater too. Prater's like, like eighty years old. Like eighty years old in kicker years. <laughs> uh yeah, like they're there's a weird free agency and they let uh what's his name go? Patrick Peterson? No, the other guy, uh Hassan Reddick, Reddick yeah. to Carolina. That was shocking. Who's young still. I think he's like 25. Yeah, and they give Watt a lot more money than they could have given Reddick probably the similar money. Yeah. Um, last couple deals, Xavier Rhodes back to Indy, one-year deal. And then Keanu Neal to Dallas on a one-year deal. So Dallas actually did something on defense. They went and got a Atlanta guy. So nothing really big, yeah. but those are kind of the last recent signings for the NFL. Yeah, I think that's all we got for the podcast this week. It was yeah. more so a bunch of NBA because the deadline, yeah. NFL's kind of cooled down. Probably do a draft preview as the draft comes closer because that's going to be very interesting. We should mention, though, Miami did make a couple trades. They traded up, or they traded, traded down, down to then up. <laughs> down to 12 with San Fran. So San yeah. Fran gets the third pick. And then they trade up with Philly to go from 12 to 6. Yeah. So, I mean... What does this mean for... San Fran, I think that's got to be Justin Fields, right? Or is that Zach Wilson? But it sounds like New York is sold on Zach Wilson now. Oh, that's... So, that's got to... If that's the case, that's got to be Justin Fields. It's got to be whichever one of them. Well, it's got to be a quarterback. Like, they've denied that. Yeah. They're saying Garoppolo's our guy, but yeah. why would you trade up for three yeah, unless... but that's just PR shit. Like, you know that... Why would you... Every team does that when they make this trade. They go, oh, no, this guy's our guy, and then he's gone. You don't trade up to from 12 to 3... For um, a lineman. Yeah, or a <laughs> wide receiver, unless yeah. it's a standard receiver, unless you think Devontae Smith's the next second coming to Randy yeah. Moss. But. Uh, you trade up like that for a quarterback. Yeah. And obviously Miami traded down because they have Tua. So, and they trade back and up. And then they trade back up, which now you're looking at Philly and you're like, why did you completely throw that game away just to trade down now to 12? Yeah. When now Miami. When you got, made this big deal about well six is better than nine. Well six is also better than twelve. Why? Why did you tank? Yeah, I don't get it. Apparently they were. There's a quarterback they're looking at too. I I think Philly was trying to trade up for Zach Wilson as yeah. well potentially, but they as soon as Miami made that San Fran trade, they're like, oh, we can't get him. So I think they traded I, down thinking. Yeah, I, it sounds like Miami traded down to twelve because 49ers gave them. A, great deal yeah, but they probably still have somebody in mind that they think they could get at six so they wanted to trade oh, back you up you can get a great old lineman still yeah. there you can great yeah. get a receiver there still or d lineman or that uh yeah pitts guy yeah from... i think i think miami came out on top of this oh yeah they're they've made some great decisions yeah. the last couple of years so shout out to miami for another nice deal but yeah that's pretty much yeah. it for the podcast this week Want to last mention that thing quick. i guess i will say is that 
they just announced today that I think by the end of the night they're going to be announcing a 17 game right. season. That's going to not go well with the players. Yeah. I feel I smell a lockout coming yeah. in the next couple I've years. been saying if you're going to do 17, the best way to do it is take two preseason games off. Yeah. Two game preseason and then 17 weeks and so you add one game out of one of the preseasons and you add one bye. So now every team has two buys, you have 17 games, you get two preseason games, which you don't need more than two preseason games. And then the season's the exact same length. But I think I think that that would work perfectly. I think they're also keeping that 17 playoff 17 playoff format, yeah. which is an extra game for some teams just for one team. Imagine you're playing potentially 17, potentially playing 21 games. Yeah. Which is a lot. For an NFL player, and that's why I think that they're not going to be happy. Like I said, like adding an extra bye week so that every team has just one extra rest week. Like I think, I don't know. I've been thinking that that proposal for me is genius for a while now. (laughs) You take two weeks out of the preseason; those two weeks you turn one into your seventeenth game and one into a bye for your team. Well, you know the NFL though; they want that. They want that money. Yeah. Extra playoff game. Extra. I think that's the thing. It's just extra game, extra money. <laughs> Boy, I think they had to do it just because of COVID. They lost so much money yeah. this year. But I, I smell a lockout coming the next couple of years. Yeah, the or players s- have been saying they don't want the 17th game. No. that's they If they do get a 17th, then raise the salary cap in somehow and give these guys some extra incentives yeah. for their contracts because that'll make them more happy. So... But yeah, that's a good point to add to end the podcast. So, um, yeah, um, draft be in a month or so, and then probably talk more about NBA coming up since the season's just winding down here. But yeah, till next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye.